0: The following is a message from the pulpit of Parkside Baptist Church in Mesquite, Texas, led by Pastor Mike Wells. You know, it uh, takes a lot to practice and to get ready, and I appreciate those that give their very best for the Lord Jesus Christ and doing a good job right there take your bible please and go back to the book of matthew chapter 4 verses 1 through 4 i'll reread it for reiteration's sake where the bible says this then was jesus led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil and when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights he was afterward and hungered and when the tempter came watch what it says to him and said if Thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. And when he had answered, he said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. I want to speak this morning on God's word is the answer. God's word is the answer. Uh, when man is in trouble, God's word is the answer. When man is tempted, God's word is the answer. When man finds himself in difficult uh areas or trials, uh, you'll find out that God's Word is uh, the answer. Now, thank God His Word never changes. Thank God His Word will work on us. I remember when I received Jesus Christ as my Savior, I was 18 years old, on July 24, 1979. And I remember the day that I received Christ as my Savior. I I wanted to learn the Bible. I really did. There was an earnest desire to learn the Bible. My problem was, uh, we were not allowed, permitted to have a Bible in our house. I knew if I bought a Bible, I'd be in a a heap of trouble. And so I began to pray, God, would you give me a Bible? Uh, You know, I I don't want to get in trouble, but God, if you gave it to me, (laughs) what a blessing that would be. And so about three weeks after that, God gave me a Bible. It was a brown Schofield Bible, I still have it in my office, that was given to me shortly after I received Jesus Christ as Savior. Uh, You can open that old Schofield Bible up. It has a a leather cover and uh, you know the leather on it is all tattered and torn and it's all brittle from the ages. Uh, But uh, you can open that old Schofield Bible up and you can look in that Bible and you can see all the notes I took as an 18 year old boy. Hungry to be able to grow in the Lord, and you can see the things I circled, and you can see special notations that I took besides certain verses uh, that meant a lot to me as I was going through some difficult times as a teenage boy. Can I tell you the Bible has not grown to be foreign to me since then it 's grown to be more precious uh, because the Bible is what God used to show me my need of salvation. The Bible is what God used to be able to change my life. Uh, The Bible is what God used to be able to direct the paths that I needed directing in my young life and all through the course uh, now of my life. I'm 58 years young and uh, can I tell uh, you there's not been a day in my life when I'm not opened the pages of God's Word and found truth that would help me be able to make it through. Uh, I cannot begin to tell you how many times I've read the Bible through, but I've read the Bible through multiple, multiple times, and, uh, and still do, and I find riches in God's Word that changes my life, and challenge me, and directs me in the path that I should go every time I open the pages of God's Word. Now, can I speak to you this morning on God's Word is the answer. Uh, why is it the answer? Statement number one, because God's Word is settled. It is settled. Uh, you're not talking about man's opinion this morning you're not talking about something that's up and down this morning you're not talking about something that's regulated by that which is popularity this morning you're not talking about something that uh, it's here today and gone tomorrow you're talking about that which is the word of God listen to your Bible the Bible says in John chapter 1 and verse 1 the Bible says in the beginning it says was the word and the word was with God and the word was God listen to it over in uh, Psalm 119 in verse 89, where the Bible says, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled. Now, by the way, just by it saying that, it gives a settling to your mind, doesn't it? It gives a settling to your soul. When something is settled, that means you don't have to worry about it changing. When something is settled, that means it's permanent. When something is settled, that means it's concrete. When something is settled, that means it gives stability. When something is settled, that means that it is something that you can rely on from this day forevermore. Why? Because it's settled. Uh, opinions may change, but God's Word does not change. Uh, uh, politics may change, but God's Word does not change. Uh, your neighbor may change, but God's Word does not change. Your relationship with others may change, but God's Word does not change. The Bible says in Psalm 119 in verse 89, I'll reread it for emphasis sake. It says, forever, O Lord, thy Word is settled in heaven. So even if man tries to change God's Word, they can't climb the heaven and change God's Word. It doesn't work that way way if it's settled in heaven it's settled forever that's what the bible teaches psalm 12 and verse 6 says this it says the words of the lord are pure words it says as silver tried in the uh, furnace of the earth and purified seven times Uh, psalm 12 and in verse 7 the bible says this "Uh, thou shalt keep them o lord it says thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever now i'm just telling you how it is Uh, but you can't trust everything think under heaven, but you can trust the Bible. Now because you can trust the Bible, it's good that you go to a Bible believing, Bible preaching, Baptist church. You say, why are you saying that preacher? Because if you go to some place where the word of God is then the word of God can be used as the tool that God uses to be able to work in your life. Nobody gets saved apart from the word of God. No life will be changed apart from the word of God. I remember my daddy getting saved when my daddy received Christ the savior i remember shortly after that that daddy took all the liquor all the liquor Amen. and poured it down the drain Amen. you said why did he do that because he was saved uh, he, he wanted uh, uh, to be able to draw close to God and he realized uh, uh, things that would come between him and God uh, did not belong in his life. And can I say this this morning? If you're a Christian here this morning and uh, you're involved uh, uh, in stuff that should not be in your life, the best thing you could ever do in your life is get rid of it so that you can have a clear, pure access to a holy God. Amen. Why? Because the Bible says, As long as you hide iniquity in your heart, the Lord will not hear you. Uh, The Bible says, He that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. And so you understand this. You understand that, uh, oh, uh, some of you younger ones that are now adults, you've heard good Bible preaching. uh, You're held accountable uh, to whom much is given, much is required. Uh, You're held accountable. Uh, All of a sudden, you that is an older Christian now, when you were a teenager, Oh, you heard uh, uh, from this pulpit, uh, whether it be from the pastor, whether it be uh, at a youth conference, or whether it be at a Baptist leadership conference, or whether it be at a missions conference, or whether it be at a ladies conference, or whether it be from an outside speaker coming in, uh, and one day they mentioned that liquor uh, is wrong, and liquor will defile you, and liquor will uh, bring corruption to your soul, and destruction to your family. And you've heard that time and time again then all of a sudden you go home and you pick yourself up a can of beer you pick yourself up a whiskey bottle and you begin to lower it to your lips first off may I say shame on you second off may i say if there's no holy uh, holy spirit conviction about that uh there might be a probability that you've never been born again uh listen when you're saved god will work in your heart and help you now that's not saying that uh, when you're saved you become sanctified uh, new christians oh i know this about my dear daddy my dear daddy, you know, uh, after he got saved, he never drank again, but it did not clean up his, his voice. It didn't clean up his language. My daddy, as I've often said, from this pulpit to the testimony of the grace of God, could out curse any sailor that was ever born. Matter of fact, he wrote the book and he gave it to sailors to learn how to curse. But after he got saved, uh, Uh, he'd try to control his mind he tried to control uh, his uh, words but sometimes he let it slip when he let it slip listen to me now he was so embarrassed he said oh I'm so sorry I shouldn't have said that I never heard my daddy apologize for nothing but after he got saved God started to work in his life now, you say, can a person be so backslidden that uh, they don't act like they're saved? Oh, yes, they can. There's been many people that have backslidden into the depths of sin, uh, and you can't even tell that they're saved. But can I tell you, the Holy Spirit of God is still alive, uh, and the Holy Spirit of God will still help them and guide them and uh, will work in their life unless they turn them completely off. Now, I'm saying this. I'm saying God's Word is settled. Uh, statement number two God's word became flesh through Christ now aren't you glad that you're saved through Christ by the way you can't be saved any other way Jesus said what he said on the way the truth and the life no man cometh to the father but by me so you can't be saved any other way but uh, God's word became flesh through Christ can you imagine sleeping beside the campfire where Christ did lay Can you imagine walking into the carpenter's shop, Jesus being there, taking the place of Joseph, and Jesus is the one that made the chair, made the sofa, uh, made the end table, and uh, can you imagine Jesus walking up before he entered into his public state of ministry and uh, being able to serve you, and uh, you're hearing that which is him speak. Can you imagine uh, walking beside him as one of the disciples As he took on his public ministry, can you imagine what it was like to walk beside the Son of God? Yes, you can. How can you imagine that? Because you have a Bible. See, the Bible says in John 1 and 14, it says this, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory, it says, as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Verse 15, the Bible says, John, bear witness of him, and he cried, saying, the Bible says, this was he of whom I spake. He that cometh after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And so John the Baptist spoke and he testified of Christ. Uh, John chapter 1 and verse 29 the Bible says in the next day John seeth Jesus coming unto to him and saith Behold the Lamb of God that cometh to take away the sin of the world uh, What if there was no Savior? You and I being a fix What if there was no Savior, no Messiah of the Old Testament that was coming and no Savior uh, in the, uh, the New Testament in our time that did come uh, uh, What if there was no Savior of the world? you and I would be in a big, big fix. But the Bible says this, Isaiah chapter 43 and verse 11. The Bible says, I, even I am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. What's that mean, preacher? That means if it wasn't for Jesus Christ, nobody could go to heaven. Oh, I feel sorry. I feel sorry for those today that try and work their way to heaven say why because for by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves it's the gift of god not of works lest any man should boast those that listen by way of live stream you mark it down and you mark it down good if you've never yet received christ as your savior you're doomed for a devil's hell a person cannot be able to go to heaven without jesus christ it is christ only. Now that doesn't mean that when you get saved You're going to be a perfect angel Somebody said, you know uh, uh, To a, 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 a wife The husband said As he looked to his wife You remind me of an angel She said, oh, how sweet He said, would you like to know Why you remind me of an angel She said, oh, I would like to know He said, because you're always up in the air Harping about something Now don't repeat that Your wife will hit you upside the head With a frying pan But may I say this this morning? Uh, uh, The Word uh, became flesh through Christ. Oh, it was Christ that entered into my heart that night on the July 24th evening. It was Christ that changed my life. I not only owe my eternal salvation to the one that saved me, I owe my very life to the one that saved me. Because I'm saved, I can enjoy my life. Because I'm saved Hey, I can find joy Where other people do not even understand Where joy is You don't have to take a pill to have joy You don't have to tote a bottle to have joy You don't have to do drugs to have joy Hey, you can have joy in Jesus Christ If you just decide that you'll release yourself To serve him all the days of your life There's no greater joy than that Amen. I am saying that God's word became flesh through Christ statement number next God's word listen to it now is prepared for you God's word is prepared for you there, there's not a problem for the freinstein there's not a problem anybody faces in their entire life that they cannot find the antidote the answer through God's word you say I've got marriage problems this morning no problem with God I've got child-rearing challenges this morning. No problem with God. Amen. I've got friendship uh, problems this morning. No problem with God. I've got uh, distress that I have in my life. No problem with God. There's not one puzzling question that you have in your life that God himself cannot and has not already answered. Answered. It, uh, it's strange to me how that we rely on God last and everybody else first, when for the believer it ought not be that way. It ought to be that we rely on God first and everybody else last. You know, uh, somebody sang a song, and our children sing it from time to time with Christ in the vessel, you can smile at the storm. Isn't it true? because when christ is in the center every marriage every christian wedding that we conduct here uh, inside of the walls of this church i try to uh i I, I try to encourage the couple to keep christ in the center of their relationship because i find this out to be true when a person is right with god it's easier to be right with others but when a person is not right with god it's difficult to be right with others. Our young people would testify tonight. And you will see that some of them possess a greater joy tonight than they possessed three weeks ago. But why is that? Because they decided to put Christ in the center of their life. Now, by the way, that doesn't mean He stays there. You say, I'm saved. It has nothing to do with your service. I'm saved. That has nothing to do with who you are on the inside. We need to submit ourselves to Christ continually. You ever do this? Don't raise your hand, and testify. You ever do this? You ever miss church? And then you feel bad about it? You know why? Because Christ was not uh, in control. Uh, Christ was not the guide. So I don't like church because sometimes when I come to a church like this The preacher preaches and the preacher gets on my sin and it bothers me What do you got to say about that good? You don't need to go to a watered-down church Now i'm gonna make fun of it, but it's okay. Forgive me after I do it But you see churches i'm telling you and it's all about the flesh it's all about the flesh. I mean, they, they walk up to sing. They get up to sing. They hold their mic in a gripping state. They make expressions with their voice. They're in it. They're going from one direction to another direction. You know, they're, okay, well, that's all about them. Now, can I tell you, it's not supposed to be all about them. It is supposed to be all about him. You and I are supposed to be the one. Look, look, let's not play religion no more. Well, you know, I'm just going to come to church and uh, put on a show. We're not interested in watching your show. Why don't you just come to church and enjoy church and be a good Christian? Matter of fact, why don't you try coming back on a Sunday night? It might do you good. Look, I'm saying this. I'm saying we find this out, that God's word is settled. Statement number two, we see that God's word became flesh through Christ. Statement number three, I said this. I said God's word is prepared for you. Isaiah chapter 55 and verse 11, the Bible says this. The Bible says, so shall, it says, my word be that, watch it now or listen to it, goeth forth out of my mouth. And it shall not return void. And it shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. Well, I came to church and I didn't get out of it what I wanted out of it. What, but did you get out of it what God wanted you to have out of it? Amen. Well, you know, the preacher, priest, and God showed me this. Well, that's what you want. Because you're not supposed to be in charge of you, my dear friend. God is supposed to be in charge of you. And if God's in charge of you, you're going to have a better outturn. Uh, I'm saying this. I'm saying that God's word is prepared for you. Listen to it. Uh, John chapter 6 and verse 41. The Bible says, And the Jews then murmured at him, because he said, uh, I am the bread which came down from heaven. John chapter 6 verse 42 the Bible says and they said is not uh, this Jesus the son of Joseph whose father and mother we know how is it that he saith he came down from heaven Jesus spoke here in John 6 and 48 and he said I am the bread of life the Bible says your fathers did eat manna uh, in the wilderness and are dead he said but this bread which cometh down from heaven. It says that a man may eat thereof and not die. And this is the bread which came down from heaven. Uh, Not as your fathers did eat mammon, the Bible said, and are dead. But he that eateth, it says, this bread shall live forever. Now, there's a big difference between eating bread and eating that which is manna from heaven, which is Jesus Christ, the one that gives that which is eternal life you see you can eat bread if you will and I, I don't know about you and I probably uh, shouldn't do this but uh, but I, I love bread I mean I really do I, I love bread peanut butter a little bit of honey on there yeah I mean there's nothing like bread you know and so uh, brother Butler come on up here if you will and grab yourself a piece of that good looking bread right there Isn't that good looking? When you smell it, it smells fresh. By the way, Jesus said, I'm the bread of life. You know, you can compare Jesus Christ to that which is bread. I don't eat it all. But you can compare Jesus Christ to that which is bread because he says, taste of the Lord and see that he is good. You know why our young people made decisions in youth conference and made decisions at camp? Because they got all the distractions away so that they could actually taste of the Lord. And see that he is good. When you come to church, uh, it's like uh, mm, fresh bread. Uh, All of a sudden you take a little uh, taste of it. And uh, oh, it's so good. Oh, I mean, uh, there's nothing like it. You know and 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 so good, you just uh, taste more, and oh, it's just so good, you know, and and you just enjoy it. Why? because it's, uh, it's, it's something that uh, you identify with, it's something that you take pleasure in. I, I love it when my wife cooks. Because she can cook good. I can testify. she can cook good yeah some of you women sitting uh, sit beside your husband or uh uh you 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 you, 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 you him right now because he identifies too but now watch this when, when you eat something good taste of the lord see that he is good he said i'm more than just that which is the bread of life i'm that which is the bread of eternal life i am he that is the bread of all life life will perish one day you will live on somewhere you are a soul that has a body and your soul will live on somewhere you are a soul that has a body so one day your soul will live on somewhere now it's going to either live on in hell or it's going to live on in heaven you know i was really amazed when i was being raised a catholic you know and, uh, and uh, I, I was just amazed just to be honest with you because we were talking about purgatory and I could never find it in the Bible anywhere that we used no, I just couldn't find it nowhere but by the way you won't find it in eternity either because there's only two places heaven or hell now, God says here, he said, I'm the bread of life. He said, uh, when you eat of that bread, uh, that is uh, the bread that man gives, uh, it will perish. And you'll perish one day. But, he said, the bread that I give you will never perish. And Once you receive Jesus Christ as Savior, he gives you eternal life forever. But wait a minute, it is like eating bread. Because every time you come to church, you just get to eat. Yeah. Yeah, you, you know, you come Sunday morning and you get something. Yeah, it begins to fill you up a little bit. By the way, you get more of God inside of you. You get more of the Word of God inside of you. You don't have room for other stuff. Amen. You, you know what I, I... I found this out. That if a person does not lock in and serving Jesus Christ somewhere, eventually they start missing church. Other things become their priority. For you know it, the Christian FBI cannot even find them. You ought to do something for God somewhere. You can make phone calls. you got to attach yourself somewhere. Attach yourself. Jared and Debbie, come here if you will. Thank you. Be seated. You can eat your bread if you want to. You can have your bread. Jared and Debbie, come up here. Bring, bring all of you. I'm not saying that because Debbie's with child, but bring all of you. I keep telling Debbie, you know, and she's with child, and this is her youngest son and his dear wife. I keep telling uh, Debbie every time I see her, I say, I sure do love you all, and Debbie, you're looking might as well. <laughs> You'll get that by and by. Sweet couple, just a sweet couple. Now, but all of a sudden, and they're always holding hands They're always giving each other sugar. Go, go ahead, sugar. Oh, yeah. They like that. Now, what What if all of a sudden now, all of a sudden, they got mad at each other? I'm not saying they ever have. I'm not going to ask them. But they got mad at each other. And then they broke away. Don't hold each other. They broke away. Well, eventually, they're going to lose something there. It's good for them to hold hands. It's good to get sugar. If you're married to the one, you get sugar. Don't go up and try and get Debbie sugar. He'll hit you. But I'm saying this. I'm saying the same it is about Christ. You know, they love being with each other. Debbie, you want to spend time with mom and I? No, I want to be with Jared. Jared, you want to come home for a while and spend time with just mom and I let Debbie stay on the farm. No, I want to be around my wife. Isn't that sweet? And we like it that way too because now there's more food for mom and I. (laughs) Thank you, be seated. Watch this. I'm saying this. I'm saying that Christ uh, has prepared the word of God for you. Then let me give you a last statement. God's word does change life. It changes lives. God's word changes lives. I'll give it to you and I'm almost done. Hebrews 4 and 12. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. The Bible says, And the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and spirit and of the joints and the morrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. So the word of God changes lives. Then it reminded you what Jesus said in John uh, 6 and 58. He said, this bread, uh, which came down from heaven, not as your fathers did eat in manna, by the Bible says, and, is, and, and are dead, but it says, uh, he that eateth this bread shall live forevermore. You can take as much, of the Lord as you want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's people that come to church. I tell you for sure. I'm just testifying. But there's people that come to church. Oh, my. Do they come to church? And when they come to church, they just sit in church. You know, they just kind of sit there and they just kind of lap it in. And they listen. But that's really about it. Then There's people come to church and when altar call comes... Some of them would come and pray. They want a little bit more than just coming and sitting. There's people that show up Sunday night because they want a little bit more. There's people that show up on Wednesday night. Why? Because they just want a little bit more. Don't you wish that every Christian had it inside of them that they just, Brother Tommy, they just could not get enough. That's the way it ought to be. Well, you know, if I miss church on Sunday morning, I can make a little bit more money. You don't need a little bit more money. You need a little bit more God. That's what you need. Money's not going to salvage your kids. What's going to salvage your kids is your relationship with God and leading them the right direction. That's what's going to salvage your kids. And uh, most of your children will will become Uh, Corbin come here most of your children will become not what you tell them to become but most of your children will become a shadow of who you really are because you see they don't get to see you all the time but they get to see you enough that they say oh that's what I'm supposed to be like you'll find this out you'll find this out that uh, your kids will be excited if you're excited. Yeah. Hey, isn't that good? Yeah, give me five, buddy. Woo! Go ahead. back at me. Your voice is going. Your voice is going. Just go wee. Can you go wee? Oh, thank you very much. Okay. But can I tell you that your children will become a little bit of the image of who you are? They will. When they have a daddy or they have a mama that has a burden for souls and they see mom and daddy uh, shedding a tear over the lost condition of humanity, can I tell you, that does weigh? When they see a mom and daddy paying attention to the preacher when the preacher preaches, uh, can I tell you, uh, that does weigh? Hello? Normally the children that bring their Bibles to church and open their Bibles and are taking notes, normally they have a mom and dad that brought their Bible to church and they're taking notes and they're showing the emphasis of how important that is. Normally. Normally. I, I cannot begin to tell you how many times uh, that uh, one of my sons, uh, when they'd see me praying at the altar, Corbin, what they'd do is i get down and pray at the altar and they put their put their arm on me and say, Daddy, can I pray with you? You got a burden? Now, it shouldn't be that way. For the time, it should be that I'm, do you have a burden, son? Can I pray with you? But don't you thank God that families are sensitive about the needs of family? That's the way it should be. Thank you, be seated. Watch this, and I'm done. I've given you so many illustrations, you can take them home and write a book. As I was speaking this morning on how important the Word of God is, God's word is the answer. I rehearse it for you and I'm done. I said Stephen and Roy, God's word is. Is settled statement number two God's Word became flesh through Christ statement number three God's Word is prepared for you statement number next God's Word changes lives now by the way if God's Word is prepared for you and you do not partake of it coming to church reading it on your own it doesn't change you it doesn't change you you've got to let God's Word enter You've got to. Le- he said, "I'm the bread of life." He's got to let it enter. He's got to taste of the Lord and see that He is good. And so, by doing, it changes a the life. There's no secret to it. Well, get, uh, uh, so and, uh, how does somebody get so faithful, and how does somebody fall in love with God uh, so much? They taste of the Lord, and they just keep tasting. And they just keep tasting. And they just keep tasting. And God enters in, in a way, through his word, that changes lives. And that's what God wants in your life. You're not supposed to be like somebody that doesn't know God. You're supposed to be like somebody that does know God. But the reason some people are like people that don't know God is because they have backed off in that relationship. So in essence, He's your Savior, but that's all He is. Thank you for joining us today. For more audio or video content, you can visit our website at parksidebaptist.org.